0: Welcome to Truth Is Now Treason. We are so glad you joined us. We're on episode five of We Tried It Before and It Didn't Work. We're excited about this episode. This is something that we think is really going to illuminate what's happening in our world, why things are moving in the direction they are. You know, we look at so many things in our world and we wonder, how can people be that way? might see more clearly after today's episode why things are the way
1: they are. So when we look at what is happening in our world and everything that's out of control, at what are they all aimed? family. When the family is strong, then strong children are raised and these strong children become strong adults and they, in turn, start a new family that is strong. But this is not the state of the family right now. In fact, someone could argue that it is the total opposite. And so, is this an issue? We want to talk about, is this an issue to God?
0: Does God see the family structure as an important thing? It's quite obvious he does. You know, one out of the Ten Commandments is honor your father and mother so that you'll live a long time in the land that God, your God, is giving you.
1: Family is so important to God that he made it the base for how we are to live. And there, there is another thing that I'd like you to notice. There is a promise after this commandment. This commandment says, so that you will live a long time in the land that God, your God, is giving you. So, God links a strong nation to strong families. And if we want our nation to be one that is strong, then we need to focus on the strength of our families.
0: So, what are the building blocks for a strong family? And we've seen one piece already, and that is children who honor their father and mother. There is far more to it than that. Spouses who put each other first, they put each other first. Not the children first, but each other first. That is a huge way that you model to your children what the families to look like. To us, that is the first building block. Then spouses who are there for their children do things like biblically teach them right from wrong, instruct and model ways on how to survive, and most importantly, spend quality time with their children so that they know they're valued. Doing these things will make it much easier for people to honor their father and mother. All of these things come from one place, a family that has chosen to place God first in their lives.
1: Does it seem like the United States is on the precipice of falling to pieces? Well, why is that? What is the state of the family in this nation right now? I think we all would agree that's probably in dire condition. The family unit is falling apart. I looked up on Google, just in the United States, 25% of all families are single parent families and single parent is defined as having no partner in the household with them or spouse. And if you broke it up uh, by race, then it's 21% of white children are in single parent households. Asians are a little bit lower with 18%, but blacks are much higher with like 67 to 72%, depending on what source you use. I mean, we know that if there's one thing that you could point to where we see constant attacks currently, and our society, these attacks are happening toward the family.
0: Listen to how Proverbs 2911 says it. Those who bring trouble into their family end up with a fistful of air. Common sense tells you it's a stupid way to live. When you bring trouble on your family, you're hurting yourself as well. You know, common sense tells us this. And we are indeed a nation that is lacking common sense. This as well as a rejection of God and his principles are huge reasons. For the problems we're witnessing.
1: My question is, Is are these attacks on the family a concerted effort or is this just a coincidence? To us here at TINT, this is a coordinated attack. There is no way that this is a coincidence. We are in the midst of a blatant attack on the family and there is a reason why these things are happening this way. It comes down to how socialism operates.
0: You know, socialism from its beginning has sought to destroy marriage and the family. A great book to look into on this was written by Paul Kinger. He is a professor at Grove City University. He explains it in detail in his book, Take Down, From Communists to Progressives, How the Left Has Sabotaged Marriage and Family.
1: Why would socialists do that? Because this is what we've been talking about is socialism and Christianity and do the two go together. So my question is, why would socialists sabotage marriage and family. Why would socialism seek the destruction of this family unit? And before we get into this, I want us to look at proof that this is the case. Frederick Engels, he's a co-author with Marx of the communist manifesto. He once wrote that the society he envisioned would be one where the single family ceases to be the economic unit of society. Private housekeeping is transformed into a social industry. The care and education of the children become a public affair.
0: So what does that mean? It means the family no longer raises children. Children are raised by the state. They're raised by those in power. What would the socialists want the children to be raised by the state? Well, let's look at some socialists from the past, because this is a common theme among those who are socialists or tyrants.
1: Well... Adolf Hitler is the first one that comes to mind, and he had the Hitler Youth and the League of German Girls. These were developed as Nazi Party youth groups to introduce children and teens to the Nazi ideology and policy.
0: Stalin had the Komsomol. These were youth who were indoctrinated into Soviet propaganda. This is where information the Russians wanted everyone to believe, even though it was false. They were vital to Stalin's great purge in 1937, where he had 750,000 Russians killed or put in gulags. And a gulag is where they would work them to the bone and barely feed the people enough to survive.
1: So these children, okay, they were brainwashed by Stalin and his communists and this led to the children or the kids narking on others like their parents relatives or neighbors if these children would see that they were not loyal to stalin they would turn them in
0: you know the reason that socialists pick on kids is because with adults it's much harder to get them to adhere to the whims of a tyrant such as stalin however children are much easier to work with they do not have the mental capacity to fight off things that are illogical and can be more easily frightened and or molded into what a tyrant, socialist, or communist wants. If you want a generation to buy into your lies, then get the children to buy your lies, and they'll pass it on to the next generation. This is the reason for the attacks on our children. This is the reason for the attacks on the family. When the family is destroyed and the children listen to the tyrant, freedom is doomed.
1: And this is quite simply the way that socialism operates. There are countless other examples of this. Here's one, for example, did you know that the founders of BLM, Black Lives Matter, Patrice Cullors, and fellow co-founder Alicia Garza, I'm assuming that's how you pronounce those names, but they have described themselves as trained Marxists, socialists. So many people were shocked by this, but they shouldn't have been. When on the Black Lives Matter website, it said originally, we disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another, especially our children, to the degree that mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. They hate family structure. They said they wanted to destroy it or disrupt it. And what do they want to replace it with? A system where the state Runs your family. They raise your kids.
0: You know, BLM did remove this page after there was an uproar about it, but to us, too little too late. You've already shown us who you are. Now, if BLM had actually been about helping Black families in the United States, we would have been among their most vocal supporters. But just a cursory glance at BLM shows this is not who they are about at all. It's amazing that so many Christian leaders backed BLM in their efforts. They were backing a group seeking the destruction of God's design for the family. These leaders are either deceived or they do not know God at all. There's no doubt about that.
1: And Look at our public schools that are teaching children to hide things from their parents. Here's a clip that we found on YouTube, and it's just one example of many. So let's listen to this woman.
2: Tara Adams West Bradford. Back in March, Megan Dennis was asked many questions regarding the ASCA trainings, particularly confidentiality issues with minor children. Her answers, I quote, our role as educators is to follow both the federal and state mandates in regards to parents' educational rights. So our counselors are trained and understand those rules and regulations. We are working with parents to help them identify ways to have conversations. So never is the intention to hide information or use confidentiality as a shield against parents. We really are trying to work collaboratively to help students foster a positive relationship with their parents, and we are mandated reporters. We also have to follow the rules and regulations that go along with parents and educational rights, and so we do that. So here's an email that I just got that was sent to a teacher. Everything's highlighted or blacked out. We're just gonna call the student Holly. It says, hi, everyone. Holly shared that they'd like to all teachers to be notified regarding their preferred name and pronouns. Moving forward, please use the pronouns they, them, theirs, and and the name Bob, we will use, when referring to the student. And in bold, asterisk, asterisk. If you're communicating with the parents, please use the pronouns she, her, and hers, and the name Holly. Guidance counselors, teachers, and administrators are medically affirming minors regarding their gender dysphoria and purposely lying to parents. We are part of this this group. Don't exclude us. Encouraging students to lie to their parents and keep secrets from their parents. Please explain to me how this fosters a positive relationship. How is this working collaboratively? Teachers do not have the training, the right, or the authority to medically affirm students without parental consent. If Downingtown Downingtown continues down this road of playing therapist, doctor, and parent, and believing that you know what is best for our children, you are sorely mistaken. This person overstepped so many boundaries. I hope everyone is aware that there are lawsuits nationwide and in Pennsylvania due to this very issue.
1: So this is the state deciding that they know how to raise your children better than you do. That's what socialism does. If your son decides that he is a girl, then that is a decision between the teacher, who is in this case an agent of the state, and the child. The parents are to be left out of this process.
0: This is not just the case in the United States. In Canada, it's far, far worse. Look up the link if you don't believe us. This link is in the podcast episode description. These are the directions that doctors have been given by the Canadian Pediatric Society in regards to children who want to change their sex, that they are to provide adolescent-oriented care, which means the focus is to be on the child wanting to transition and the parents are to be kept out of the decision-making process If the parent is not supportive, the statement says that they are to, and I quote, ensure confidentiality, but also review its limits with adolescents and involved parents or caregivers. Also, the pediatrician is to spend some allotted time alone with adolescents for every visit without a parent or caregiver present, unquote.
1: These are the directions from the Canadian Pediatric Society. Why would they need to spend time alone with the child? What are they hiding from the parents? What is happening in the life of a child that we need to ensure confidentiality about that a parent shouldn't know? The answer is obvious, nothing. Our society is so twisted that now it has become a challenge even to find a doctor that you can trust with your child. There's a
0: reason the socialists have latched onto the transgender movement so hard. It is a health issue. And if it's a health issue, then this supersedes the direction of a parent. If the parent refuses to give health care, supposedly, to the child, then they are abusing the child, and therefore the state must move in and give the child
1: gender-affirming care. It goes even farther in Canada. Ontario, which is the most populous province in Canada, passed the so-called Supporting Children, Youth, and Families Act of 2017, or Bill 89. It was approved by a vote of 63 to 23. It was not even close. It was overwhelmingly passed. This bill would consider it a form of abuse when a child identifies one way and a caregiver is saying, no, you are not what you say you are. You're this.
0: The Minister of Child and Family Services, Michael Coto, I hope I butchered his name, who introduced the bill was quoted as saying this, if it's abuse, and if it's within the definition, a child can be removed from that environment and placed into protection where the abuse stops. So if parents were to misgender one of their children, that child can be taken away from their parents and put into another home. That's how pathetic it is. And the Great White North now, anyone who's been listening to us for a while knows that Canada has become a place where freedom is dying, and we hate that. If you want to know more about this, check out our Canadian Bacon series, where we have covered in depth the issues facing that nation.
1: If you think this is a problem only up north, think again. The worst state of all 50, Michigan, No bucks. (laughs) has passed House Bill 4474, which would make it a felony to misgender someone. And the article where we found this was in Newsweek, and believe me, it's no conservative magazine. But it says... A bill passed by the Democrat-led Michigan State House last month, which would make it a felony for people to intimidate or threaten others by disrespecting their gender identity. For example, by deliberately misgendering them. has sparked a controversy over whether the proposed law violates the First Amendment. The bill would make it a hate crime to cause someone to feel terrorized, frightened, or threatened with words, including by deliberately misgendering them. And I like how it just says that just because you don't use their preferred pronouns, you are intimidating them or threatening them, Dietrich.
0: Yeah, whatever happened to sticks and stones? <laughs> yeah. So if your daughter decides that she's a boy and that her pronouns are he, him, his, and you do not address her as such in the state of Michigan, you can be charged with a felony again. Again. This is an attack on the family, as is the entire transgender issue. You must lie in the state of Michigan so that your daughter does not feel violence. They're telling you you have to use the language of demons. Remember, Satan is the father of lies, so that your daughter, who thinks she is a boy, can feel safe. And if you don't, the state will step in, because that's going to be the next step. Let the First Amendment be damned. Let the family be damned. You will comply or you will be punished.
1: The state knows how to raise your children better than you do. <laughs> for example, we know not really, okay, but that's, that's kind of like what they're implying. For example, Bernie Sanders is calling for a revolution in child care and for the government to provide early childhood education beginning with children as young as six weeks old. Please tell me what in the world you're going to teach a six-week-old child. To socialists, this would be a utopia if they could get your children that young. But to Christians and those who love freedom and love their families, it's a dystopia. These are constant and blatant attacks on the family because they want to teach those children lies and they got to get them when they're young.
0: Family must die so that the socialists can take over. And this is why you're seeing so many attacks on the family. You know, when you're a Christian and you're voting for or endorsing leftist politicians or policies, you're voting for the demise of the family. If you're not voting at all, you're allowing these attacks on the family. LBJ, Lyndon Baines Johnson, he had a policy called the Great Society. It was a socialist wish list that started welfare. LBJ's policies also endorsed the demise of the black family in the USA, as well as the death of many other American families. The American family has suffered for decades under socialist-like policies.
1: She might ask Lennox, if this is true, how do we fight this? I think the most simple way is to stand against these socialists at the ballot box. Who is for abortion? Then vote against that person. Who is pushing DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion? Vote against that person. Get involved in your school systems to know exactly what your children are being taught or maybe pull your children out of that educational system if need be. But more importantly, though, I would like to pose a couple of questions to you on a personal level. What are you doing to make your family stronger? Are you placing your spouse first? Are you modeling before your children the awesome way that you are treating your spouse? And what a family is supposed to look like when they grow up. And maybe you don't have a spouse. How much time are you spending with your children? Are you giving them really quality time or you're just around them?
0: You'll remember what 1 Corinthians 13 says. Now faith, hope, and love remain. These three things and the greatest of these is love. The greatest thing you can do is show your spouse and your children that you love them in a way that they cannot deny. Now you may be thinking, I have failed in this. I voted Democrat in the last election. Or I didn't vote at all, maybe. You know, guess what? You're not the first person to make poor decisions in this. Look at me. I married Lennox. I made a poor decision.
1: You made the best decision when you married me.
0: Now That's why I was drunk the whole two years we were dating. (laughs) (laughs) No, but today is the day that you can start to change. Begin now. You know, on a more personal level, your excuse might be, well, Dietrich, you have no idea how hard it is to love them. Oh, trust me, I've got an idea. (laughs) Not going to argue that one with you.
1: I'm not laughing at that.
0: (laughs) We're commanded to love with sacrificial love, a love that tells other people in your family that they cannot argue with the fact they're loved. You can do it, and I can do it, through the strength of Christ. If you're not sure how to go about this, contact us at truthisnowtreason at gmail.com. We would love to talk to you about this.
1: This is how we fight tyranny. This is how we win. We love our families like no one else. And if you do not have a family, then who is someone that you can adopt? Who can you show love like no one else? And I want to close with a verse. It's Psalm 133.1. It says, look at how good and pleasing it is when families live together as one. Indeed it is. There is nothing like it.
0: Yeah, and this is what socialists want to kill. No wonder so many of them hate God. Because when you have a God-centered family, you are strong. And most importantly, you are pleasing God. Socialists could care less about pleasing God because the system they believe in is based on atheism. This is exactly why. Christianity and socialism are polar opposites.
1: Until next time, my fellow traders.